Production. Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Elder Targeted Individual Community Call. This is Tuesday, April 17, 2018. Let me go into this um, dial marker that maybe a way for the non concession. in order and how this target will be able to prove that biologically we What I believe and profiling weapon system is that your which is akin to a long way. Put through the system. The emitter system or electric or PPO what you can do is you can create that and directional sound and moving out they talk about they haven't they to the human bio United States Department of Yeah, 
opportunity. Human biological and or neural exposure to directed energy. Although we said that if we could get a hold of it, we should be able to go there. Still testing done. By the state corporate and academic. situation as their This is a biomarker, and it's um, ECL11. So, This one just comes from, and you can find it around there's several articles. Just, from Boston University have identified a protein that could be used to distinguish it from other neurodegenerative Brain to slam into 
described as being punch drunk, the condition is now understood to be the EG protein killing brain cells, not unlike the process denying damage done early in a sporting career start to produce symptoms for decades and even then changes in mood or impulse control. Actually progresses into cognitive important to get in early with well-targeted treatment. The fact that a solid diagnosis only days
memorialize too much on the perils of contact sports with comments among war veterans who suffered multiple head blows in the field as well as victims of domestic Finding such a link is a monumental step forward in helping a range of people who suffer the consequences of low-level repeated, repeated head trauma. Might be too late for those already diagnosed after their passing, but we do owe them our gratitude. Those whole point is to understand as much as we can from the individuals who've fallen so we can Is there a target when you sustain injury in a similar manner that you come? People like myself have actually. Ultrasound, which is the Also have recordings, and I recorded this, and I published it, and I. Published even before. The I didn't understand why I was coming. Professional. You don't hear it. It's not some psychogenetics or whatever. We're all making things up, and then we're just jumping on board to be a part of something. Although there might be some people like diplomats and Canadian diplomats. You're not going to jump on board to say this happened to you. Most of whom probably have government contracts to, to put it out there that somehow these guys, you know, psychologically, they all just, they're all going aboard. One of the best examples are the teenagers. That's the first thing the psychiatric community does. But then again, let's talk about the American Psychological Association that had the highest level from the CEO. Agency. What were the standards and definition of what torture meant? They were all shamed out of their jobs because they were exposed. And in one case, the uh, American Psychological Association uh, hired a law firm. They thought on their behalf, but after they did the investigation, it was almost to the point where they were turning a specific point over to the Federal Bureau of Investigation for basically violation of the Hobbs Act. What is the Hobbs Act? The Hobbs Act is organized criminal activity at the highest levels. Mm -hmm. It's a psychiatric community. They're already sitting there colluding with the Department of Defense. This is all documented information. It can be sourced. 
biologically and or neurologically show what they've done to me. Because I know my human biology, the greatest material evidence to the crimes the state has committed. Using as a disposable human guinea pig. So now we're going to go over to the diplomats, okay? So this well, that's not news to Target. Because like I said, there were, you know, you could tell the difference between uh, which weapon system is using, which frequency they're using. Microwave energy. What type of weapon emitter system is being utilized? Ultrasound is an extreme high frequency above the infrasound is an extreme low frequency, extremely low frequency hearing threshold. Directional ultrasound emitter system protecting health is going to create a resonance. That's what the people are hearing. Generally, hearing the resonance from the emitter system or the frequency that's being blasted and directed at your head. Okay. Anyways, the military under this, this um, Fort Sam, Houston, and Austin state-of-the-art facility that is studying the human biological effect of exposure to directed energy weapons. The state-of-the-art facility that can get down double. And they show the bandwidth. There's a C-band, an L-band, and they have all these emitter systems, and they have the band with which they're emitting these radio frequencies, this electromagnetic energy. And because the human biology and neurology have zero firewalls to protect ourselves, like a silent crime. So this is the next date, Tuesday, April 17th. Serious symptoms in U.S. diplomats deemed neurologic injury. Megan Brooks, February 16, 2018. First detailed clinical picture of the cluster of hearing, vision, balance, and cognitive symptoms. Diplomats working in Cuba in what the State Department has called health attacks has been published in a report this week. Individuals reported that their symptoms started after hearing a novel, directional, intensely loud, high-pitched sound, often accompanied with feelings of vibration or changes in air pressure in their home cell rooms. While 
The exact cause of these concussion-like symptoms remains unknown. These individuals appear to have sustained injury to widespread brain networks without an associated history of blood trauma. So that's why you have, you have the symptoms. I found an article in ProPublica and now correlated the CCL. show that within these supplements, utilizing that biomarker without sustaining head trauma. Well, if you're using direction, directed energy, or if you're using a transcranial magnet, all. To alter cognitive motor and or central nervous system or behavioral functions, and you're sustaining something because it's sending something directly at the head through the skull and targeting specific regions of the brain. If they do it continually, your brain is sustaining trauma. Headache means the brain is swelling. Why? Because they're targeting specific regions. This I've already documented. It's like I said, I'm like a broken fucking record. But it's it's interesting to see how how the state corporate and academia respond to it. The guilty ones will tell you that oh, they're just they all came together and you know it's a psychological phenomenon that, that happens when people jump on board and they say the same thing. Why don't you go look? That's what they say about Target. Funny how we've already documented this stuff long before. This is coming out. So while the exact causes of the concussion-like symptoms remain unknown, these individuals appear to have sustained injury to widespread brain networks without an associated history of blunt, blunt head trauma. Report with clinicians from the University of Pennsylvania Center for Brain Injury and Repair in Philadelphia, which was selected to coordinate evaluation, treatment, and rehabilitation of affected patients. Importantly, note Randall L. Swanson II, D-O-P-H-D, and colleagues, there is no evidence that the symptoms reported by the U.S. Embassy personnel can be attributed to mass psychogenic illness. So mass psychogenic illness is like there were a bunch of uh, teenage girls in upstate New York. And what you don't understand is more than likely those girls were being experimented on. They did get those symptoms. They do uh, receive as long as the targeting stops. Pocket of the upstate New York or New York area, those people conducting experiments cause injury to those teenagers. But what they're saying now is that it was psychogenic illness. And they love to come up with that term, that if they can't explain it, then it must be a psychological melody that a person has, as opposed to the reality of a weaponized system being developed and actually fully operational by the United States Department of Defense and their NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, allies. So all of the doctors say it's not psychogenic. 
you still have psychiatrists out there because those are the assholes that do a lot of harm to people using their expertise in, in psychology, sociology, anthropology, and using that expertise to reverse engineer in order to figure out ways to manipulate people. And if you can't do it through brainwashing or propaganda, so to speak, propagandic uh, brainwashing, then you start using these magnetic fields to get to a result, incapacitate personnel for mass subjugation purposes, to influence decision-making. A mass psychogenic illness typically involves uniform symptoms are of short duration and are often benign in nature with no consistent physical exam findings. This is completely opposite of what is seen, though not systematically excluded, viruses or chemical exposures are unlikely, they say. While there are many open questions that remain, we are collectively convinced that these individuals as a group sustain a neurological injury. So the constellation of signs and symptoms and their response to rehabilitation mirrors what we see in patients with mild traumatic brain injury, both in the civilian population and in our military population, said in, in the Journal of American. So, persistent cognitive difficulties. The team evaluated 21 of 24 diplomats, 11 were average of 203 days after exposure to the mysterious sounds and sensory phenomenon, which happened in late 2015. So, eight months after exposure, sleep disturbances, 80 disturbances, 86 difficulty, 81 egg, 76%. Balance problems, 71%, and auditory symptoms. Objective findings included cognitive symptoms, fibular, 81%, and oculomotor. So they also have visual. You have a hard time focusing. So you have to kind of read it again. And so they're impairing your cognitive motor understanding. An academia sponsored to all um, authorities at the local state government, lawyer after lawyer, law firm after law firm. Deprivation of rights under the Covenant. Um, Ocul Motor. 71% abnormalities, moderate to severe sensor in neuro hearing loss was identified in three individuals, 14%. Feeling cognitively slowed were the most problematic for affected individuals more than three months after exposure, the authors report. Most patients had conventional MRI neuroimaging findings which were within showing a few small nonspecific white matter changes in nine individuals, or 43% of them. 
individualized rehabilitation programs were developed for the patients, the most patients, and equals 14 or 67 percent who required multiple therapies have not returned to work. No definitive answer. The University of okay, the University of Pennsylvania team is continuing to monitor each patient's progress and plans. Logical testing on the other. Coordinated multidisciplinary consideration of a common medical psychological event as the potential authors of an editorial in the Journal of American Medicine. However, at this point, a unifying explanation of the symptoms experienced by the U.S. diplomats in Cuba remains elusive, and the effects of possible exposure to audible phenomenon is unclear. Writer Christopher C. Muth, M-U-T-H-M-D, Associate Editor of Journal of American J-A-M-A, and Stephen L. Lewis, M.D., Lehigh Valley Health Network, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Or it would be helpful for government employees traveling to Cuba to undergo baseline testing prior to the development to allow for a more abnormalities that might later be detected after a potential exposure, exposure they note. Just as critical, especially for assessment data with age and sex match controls and binding of successors, both patients and controls if possible. Additional testing with advanced neural imaging techniques to compare with an age and may also help characterize any changes, writes Luth and Lewis. Importantly, they say additional evidence must be obtained and rigorously and objectively evaluated before any definitive conclusion. If you've had a tremendous amount of Pennsylvania, and she sat as the head of the Bioethics Commission brought brain scans, PET scans, showing all kinds of abnormal and non consensual human And Dr. Amy Detman, along with the other, sat there and pretended like they had no idea. Long before the funding which means for years, state corporate and academia diplomats within the system functional and operate. Just because you call it less lethal does not damage. Actually, I have an argument with a law enforcement officer. 
And he says, well, no, it's not because they didn't cut off any fingers, toes, or, you know, but yes, they did. And if you have ways to incapacitate Me is the most important organ in my whole body. The brain, without the brain, the body. Three forms of directed energy to incapacitate any natural flow. Motor under central, cognitive motor, central nervous system, behavioral functions, and you're altering those deliberately, then you are deciding me of the natural, biological, and neurological flow of my brain. You have deprived me. And that I take offense to. And you can look up the laws in the state of California and other states of aggravated mayhem and torture. You can see the loss of a finger or a hand. Does not mean aggravated mayhem does not occur. Otherwise, would not have happened had these directed energy. Legal motherfucking premise. American medicine. And I I know I saw the article, but it's like they're they're almost like scrubbing stuff of any correlation between the American diplomat, the Canadian DL11 biomarker, and showing that definitively, and if you can show definitively, pretty much they're saying that probably this biomarker was utilized in one of the testings to see if they sustain what is known as a concussion, yet they sustain no head trauma. Which means a bullet, you know, a baton, kinetic force. Kinetic force did not come in contact with the cranial area of these diplomats, yet they suffer this, they suffer from a concussion. Talking about, okay, if you deprive. I don't have Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, or any of these other type of things that you're trying to fuck around because you want your end goddamn result. You can take a healthy brain so that you can reverse engineer it, so you can say, oh, look at I found this, this in Alzheimer's or this and so-and-so. So you use humans as your guinea pigs 
and then you sit there and you try to act like they're fucking monsters, just like the, the Dr. Mengele's of the world. I don't give a shit what kind of narrative you motherfuckers try to hide under. You use human beings as guinea pigs, and when those guinea pigs came forward, you used every means to obstruct justice. I'm going to play this. It's um, the podcast from the JAMA, or the Journal of American Medicine. Um, let me read the key points. I, you have to, on March 20th, preliminary, um, and this is really weird because they, the, the Journal of American Medicine, or the JAMA Network, neurological manifestation among U.S. government personnel reporting directional, audible, and sensory phenomena in Havana, Cuba. So with Dr. Swanson, or PhD, uh, Hampton, MD, and McKenzie. I guess that's through the older names. Randall L. Swanson, the second DO, PhD. Stephen Hampton, MD. Judith Green, McKenzie, MD, MPH. That's all. So, key points, questions. Are there neurological manifestations associated with reports of audible and sensory phenomenon among United States government personnel in Havana, Cuba? Question mark. Finding. In this, in this case series of 21 individuals exposed to directional, audible, and sensory phenomenon, a constellation of acute and persistent signs and symptoms were identified in the absence of an associated history of blunt head trauma. Following exposure, patients experienced cognitive, vestibular, and oculomotor dysfunction, deep abnormalities, and headaches, meaning the unique circumstances of these patients and, and the consistency of the clinical manifestations raised concern for a novel mechanism Possible acquired brain injury from a directional exposure of undetermined etiology. E-T-I-O-L-O-G-Y. Excellent. Important. From late 2016 through August 2017, the United States government personnel serving on diplomatic assignment in Havana, Cuba, reported neurological symptoms associated with exposure to auditory and sensory phenomenon. Objective, to describe the neurological manifestations that followed exposure to an unknown energy source associated with auditory and sensory phenomenon. Design, setting, and participants. Preliminary results from a retrospective case series of government personnel in Havana, Cuba, following reported exposure to auditory and sensory phenomenon in their homes or hotel rooms. The individuals reported a similar constellation of neurological symptoms resembling brain injury. These individuals were referred to an academic brain injury center for multidisciplinary evaluation and treatment. Exposures. Report of experiencing audible and sensory phenomenon emanating from a distinct direction, directional phenomenon, associated with an undetermined source while serving on United States government assignment in Havana, Cuba, since 2016. 
main outcomes and measures. Descriptions of the exposure and symptoms were obtained from medical records, reviews of multidisciplinary clinical interviews, and examination. Additional objective assembly included clinical tests of vestibular, so dynamic and static balance, vestibulo, ocular reflex testing, and caloric testing, oculomotor measurement of convergence, saccadic, S-A-C-C-A-D-I-C, and smooth pursuit eye movement, cognitive, comprehensive, neuropsychological battery, and audiometric, pure tone and speech audiometry functioning, neural imaging was also obtained. Results of 24 individuals with suspected exposure identified by the United States Department of State, 21 completed multidisciplinary evaluation, an average of 203 days after exposure. Persistent symptoms greater than three months after exposure were reported by these individuals, including cognitive and equal 17, 81% balance in uh, 15, 71%, visual 18, 86%, and auditory 15, 68% dysfunction, sleep impairment 18 or 86%, and headaches 16 at 76%. Objective findings, including cognitive, or 16 of those people, 24 or 21 that completed, 76%, vestibular, 17 or 81%, and oculomoto, 15 and 71% abnormalities, moderate to severe sensor, sensorineural hearing loss was identified in three individuals. Pharmacologic intervention was required for persistent sleep dysfunction or 15 and 71% in headaches, 12 and 57%. 14 individuals, 57% were held from work at the time of multidisciplinary evaluation. Of those, seven began, graduated, returned to work with restrictions in place, home exercise programs, and higher-level work-focused cognitive rehabilitation. Conclusion and relevance. In this preliminary report, in this preliminary report, of retrospective case series, persistent cognitive, vestibular, and oculomotor dysfunction, as well as sleep impairment and headaches, were observed among United States government personnel in Havana, Cuba, associated with reports of directional audible and or sensory phenomenon of unclear origin. These individuals appear to have sustained injury to widespread brain networks without an associated history of that trauma. So that means that genetic force Okay, so the military uses kinetic and non-kinetic, okay? So a, a kinetic force is like a blunt object being smashed against your skull. Or in the case of, you know, like head injury, the constant, you know, uh, blunt force trauma to the body or the head, which causes this, this type of degenerative brain disease in their finding in sports. And then we play these highly physically violent sports, so to speak, boxing, Football, soccer, hockey. Suffered concussions. Now they're saying you know, beating the shit out of. Things that can cause brain injury. What these diplomats, along with targeted individuals who've come forward to all government organizations, lawyer after lawyer, law firm after law firm, way now with this 
amount of damage to an individual. But through, you know, mainly are caused by the infant eye. There are different stories that came out that can all be sourced. You have these newscasters. One of them in particular was in Los Angeles. Attacking the cognitive functions. Judge Judy. Finding headaches. Babbling. Couldn't get the words out. That means that they're affecting ability to speak. Um, by the time you get to the hospital and they put you in the MRI machine, a lot of that you might be slight swelling or whatever. It's organized. Bronze and that. Any one of those reporters who started babbling, they said that they had headaches. This is not science fiction. There are people who've been targeted. Clusters. So just type in the keywords. These reporters. Babbling, speaking, and they're babbling. They can't get the words out. They're talking all kinds of nonsense. Well, if you're sending a magnetic pulse to a specific region of the brain, it will affect. The harder you target a specific region, the more likely a headache, an onset of a headache, because you're sending a magnetic pulse, get energy to somebody's brain through their skull. It's bound to start swelling. So now the cluster will be deeper much. You start tying pieces together. Who's interested in mass education or using something as a biological, technological update personnel with the frequency? You can drop everyone to their knees. Raytheon filed a patent. Big riot shield where you use acoustic pressure to incapacitate the crowd. How in the fuck does the FBI not know about this kind of stuff? I've got recordings of the Federal Bureau of Investigation right over in Los Angeles, California, hanging up the phone on me. <laughs> Because they don't want to talk about it. American diplomats targeted by American weapons. What the fuck is wrong with that picture? How do you sustain a concussion without sustaining kinetic force to the head or blunt trauma or an acoustic blast? Like what happens when an IED goes off? And traumatic brain injury or mild traumatic brain injury happens. So the acoustic pressure 
bomb goes off and the blast blows that soldier, oh, even though they didn't get hurt, but they did get hurt because their brain sustained that pressure. Diplomat suffered without having suffered the same blunt force trauma of any sort to the brain. Now they call that, what do they, what do they call it? The, um, you know, these fucking psychiatrists, these fucking assholes that work this stuff, that, you know, dismiss or discredit. Oh, all these diplomats, you know, what did they say, the, the psychogenesis or whatever, um, you know, where, where they all do it together. I'm going to tell you something. When you're at that level, when you're at my level, when you're at multiple levels or some of the targets we've been talking about, you don't just babble about something that would totally try to discredit you, destroy your careers. You don't do that. You don't come forward about something that you know they're going to try to tell you science fiction or you're making it up. Have your life ruined. Don't do things like that. Come forward because you're a victim of what's happening. Just because other people don't get it or understand the technology does not mean that it's not happening. I think in 2008 I told... Um, He's now the commander for counter uh, terrorism for the Michael Gallman. He said it's like being hit with a taser without the wires being attached. Blunt force trauma without a doubt in the baton. Bullet. Sustained upon my human biology. Taser without wires. Frequency, projection of sound. Everything is about sound. So, you know, when they tell you, oh, sound doesn't cause damage. But what these fucking doctors, and you would think because they're, you know, you have physicists and you have MDs and you have all these level fucking experts, you know, involved with all this research on the diplomats, and they don't realize everything is fucking sound. Is a frequency, is a sound. What falls on the electromagnetic spectrum from non-ionizing to ionizing radiation is a motherfucking radial frequency. A frequency is a sound, motherfuckers. Oh, no sound can cause damage to the human being. Right now in California, the Department of Public Health cell phone use may contribute Well, you can't see the radio frequency cause you cancer. Really? No sound cause harm to someone when a radio frequency electromagnetic energy is a frequency. It's sound. So how can you just 
prove it. If you're saying that no sound can cause biological damage, yet a radio frequency is a frequency, which is a sound, which you harness in order to weaponize it. So what's called directed energy? Weapons. You can send a frequency to jam my computer, my communications. That is a frequency. That frequency is a sound. So when they tell you that you can't, sound cannot harm you, that's untrue. Depending on what the frequency is and how it is being utilized and if it's been weaponized, can cause harm to the human biology and or neurology. All right, so let's get to the recording. The guy will explain it a little bit. Um, uh, because you still have these people who mainly are making money off of it who are going to sit there, kind of like the telecommunication, doing all the research on whether radio frequencies will be exposure to certain non-ionizing radiation in a certain frequency level may or may not cause cancer. Mainly those blastoglioma Especially for those older people who use those Motorola cell phones, you know, those big, thick ones. Just think of all that radio frequency hitting your brain. And then you have Raytheon that has the acoustic shield. You can look up the patent. This is all documented. These people have no fucking shame. They hide in plain sight. All mass murdering motherfuckers do that. Yeah, corporate and academia Thank you. 
another author of this article, Dr. Randy Swanson, the article's first author, who's an assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Swanson led the efforts to treat the MC personnel who experienced some sort of brain injury. Among the descriptions that they uh, complained of, high-pitched beam of sound, incapacitating sound, Tenderness pain and/or onset of headache. 
muscle weakness, joint soreness, tremors, internal vibrating, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, fatigue, fatigue, loss of consciousness, disorientation, confusion, short-term memory loss. Short-term memory loss is forms of dementia. Increase or decrease behavioral changes, for example, anxiety, anger, depression, cornea burning, stinging, or blurred vision, ringing, clicking, or buzzing in the ears, tinnitus, directional acoustic, or vocal sound. So remember, unpublished, 2011, published. Noticing these out-of-the-ordinary biological and neurological symptoms that weren't there before. Okay, if all, and this is this is the experimental, but these, are, these diplomats were not on the experimental phase. These are fully operational devices. And remember, I'm on American soil while all of this is happening, so are these targeted individuals who come forward. If so, you may be the unwitting victim of non-consensual illegal human experimentation by state corporate and or academia and or other research entities sponsored biological, technological, anti-personnel weapons development and who are illegally field testing biological weapons and monitoring the human biological effects in order to advance and profit from the development of cutting-edge biometrics uh, or the offensive use or the weaponization and offensive use of cognitive neuroscience and neurotechnologies to, to deliberately impair cognitive motor central nervous system and or behavioral function. So I'm going to go back now. So this is past. I've already documented. I studied myself. What the fuck is going on over here? The pen to paper and publish. For patient woman, it ends up coming out. I make this shit up. The only way to be as accurate as I've been is either to be a perpetrator, which I'm not. I did accounting, production accounting in the entertainment fucking industry. What's been done to you? So let's go back to this uh, journal, um, um, journal, uh, uh, journal American Medical Association Network, right? Go back just a little bit. Remember, that's on my website. Orientation, headaches. Odd sensations, acoustic sounds from unknown origins, directional sounds from unknown origins. Hold on. The first thing they'll do is they'll send the public here, and if you can hear, they've got the uh, noise going because they don't want you to hear it.
problems, including difficulty with concentration, working memory, and attention, recurrent headaches, high-frequency unilateral hearing loss, sleep disturbance, and imbalanced walking. In acute phases, the duration and severity of these later symptoms have varied widely. Defining the prognosis for the confirmed case is extremely difficult since no precise analog for this possibly novel syndrome exists. It is these latter symptoms that resemble what is seen in head injury and concussion, except that none of these patients had experienced a head injury. Because these patients all had some form of brain injury that closely resembled what is seen with head trauma, they were all sent to the University of Pennsylvania's Brain Center for complete evaluation. On February 15, 2018, JAMA published online the first report of a medical evaluation of the patients who experienced brain injury while in Cuba. I spoke to two of the authors of this article, Dr. Dirk Smith and Dr. Randy Swanson. I asked them about what they found in these patients. Patients were thought to have findings similar to concussion. So I have a two-part question for you. First is, from your expert perspective, what is a concussion? How do patients present? What findings do they have? And then, what did these patients have that made the clinicians take care of think they had had a concussion or some syndrome similar to what is seen in head trauma? Let's start with Dr. Swanson. Dr. Swanson, what do you think about this? Patients come in after sustaining a mild traumatic brain injury or concussion. They usually have a constellation of symptoms which include problems with the balance system, problems with the coordinated motion of your eyes, and cognitive problems. In addition to sleep problems and some irritability and things like this, that's a common thing. And there's a difference if it's a super acute phase a day or two after concussion versus what we see concussion or in the military population with their long-term problems. But by and large, patients have a problem with the coordinated motion of their eyes, and how that manifests clinically is things like as they're going throughout their day and they're, they're reading on their computers, they can't converge and diverge the same way. There's been an acute change. They've had eye movements, so there's rapid movements side to side and up and down of our eyes that you need to navigate in your world. And they have problems accordingly all this, and so it causes eye strain and fatigue and headaches. And as they go throughout the day, it gets more and more. That's typically seen in concussion, and that's what we see in this patient population. Also, it's very common to have sensitivity to light. And, you know, like in the VA population, for example, we give people multiple different prescription glasses to filter out certain. As far as the balance system, concussion, or mild brain injury, patients can normally walk into your office. They're not overtly falling over, but when you higher level dynamic balance and testing, that's where they have problems. So the concussion screening systems like non-dominant limb single limb foam pads where you're taking proprioception out of the equation, that's when concussion patients have problems with this dynamic balance, and that's the same thing we see in the patient population. So those are two of the big things. And then the cognitive deficit. So patients are having problems with working memory and sustained attention and concentration. And they also sometimes, just like in concussion, patients
patients who are highly motivated or highly educated may still be able to perform the task. They still may be able to but it takes them so much more energy because they don't have the cognitive reserve. Something's happened to their network and it takes them so much more energy so they're fatigued and by the end of the day they have massive headaches and things like this. That's the same thing that we saw. So those are some of the things and some of the if I can restate that, because um, I'm trying to understand this like any of our readers will. You guys are experts, so for you this is all very obvious. And obviously there's been a lot of criticism about calling it concussion. You know, what is concussion? Because of what we've seen in the peer review and the discussions about this paper. So let me see if I can restate and tell me if I've got this right. Normally in concussion, the patient experiences some sort of head trauma. That's followed by problems with balance, cognitive motor problems, cognition, difficulty. Didn't have a head injury, but was exposed to some sort of odd acoustic directional energy source that nobody knows what it is, but then had balance problems, difficulty with their eyes, cognition. This is really concussion without concussion. It, it, it really looks like concussion without the history of head trauma. So initially, because of the complaints about the odd sounds and some of them being very at high decibels, and there was ear pain, so there's more of an ear exam and a concentration on otolaryngology type of exams. And clear over time that these patients were most stressed over uh, cognitive problems, like, uh, for example, a very consistent finding uh, was issues with word binding, where people just, the words kind of took their time, they're trying hard to come up with it, uh, and they just can't. Uh, that's a very common thing you've seen in persistent concussion. Similarly, they might finally have to read the same email three or four times just to, you know, grapple with it. Again, a very consistent finding. That's the most distressing thing. That's what we see in persistent concussion about the ability to remember things and how quickly people think they're processing speed. That just came out so clear. But then that also is particularly accompanied by exactly what you just said, balance of the motor, as of sleep, headaches. But this group looks extremely like the concussion group, just without the concussion. And that's really very helpful because, again, we saw that in the peer review. Some of the neurologists that looked at this said, well, 
different differences on an individual case. Patients, let's say we talk about convergence and sufficiency, for example, we're basically bringing that to the conscious level to force a patient to how to converge again. And throughout the course of rehabilitation, then they're able to do that more automatically. And that corresponds to being able to work and lead them here and do things to work on some neuroplasticity. Cover and or working on getting the patient habituated to deficits and learn strategies to manage those deficits and still have optimal function to return to work and daily life. Thank you. 
throughout the course we have seen what symptoms they experience in the having the uniform symptoms, the objective findings, and the response to rehabilitation. And so taking all this into account, this is just not the picture that you see with mass epigenic illness. And again, these patients want nothing more than to go back to the service of our country. And in fact, we as medical providers have had to hold them back more to facilitate their rehabilitation because they constantly want to push the envelope and have symptom exacerbation and things. So it's quite the opposite. I guess in a nutshell, if I understand this, someone who doesn't know much about this syndrome, that's a hysteria that is for any of It's the fact that in mass hysteria, you would expect there to be uniform symptoms of short duration, and that they impressed a lot of similarities. There was some heterogeneity. They were long-lasting, and there were objective findings. That's the argument against mass hysteria. Is that a good summary? Yes, I would say that is correct. There's another aspect, too, is that you know, this constellation of symptoms really that resemble a persistent concussion type of symptoms is to understand that and mimic that would require somebody to research it. You know, a group would have to get together. You have to think of some big conspiracy that they research it, practice it, see a series of experts in different fields to examine and uniformly convince everybody they have this syndrome. And that includes a couple of the tests that are really virtually impossible to fake. The simpler answer is that there's something real here. Right, and I think that while there are many open questions that remain, that we effectively can as a group sustain a neurological injury. The constellation of signs and symptoms and their response to rehabilitation mirrors what we see in patients with you know, mild traumatic brain injury, both, both in the civilian population and in our military population, the veterans coming back from the wars. Having had experience with these patients, if someone thought they were being exposed to a similar sort of radiation, how would they know it and what should they do to minimize the consequences? You know, can they jump out of the way or how do they react to it? So that's something that we notice and we use the word directional because several of these individuals described moving out of one location where they were feeling a disappointing sensation and moving away just behind a concrete wall or to another room was enough to mitigate that. Some then return to the original spot and then experience this same sensation. So clearly just getting out of the way or moving is one of the main things that should be done. Again, back to the directional aspect is that in addition to mass hysteria, people are worried about poisons and infections, etc. But it's kind of hard to reconcile that when you can get out of the way and have symptoms resolve and then can return and go back again. So this to us, you know, really points to that's not like a poison or infection. But in the overwhelming majority of cases that we report, the non-zero symptoms happen and coincided with either sound and or sensory or that perceived phenomenon is and the development of subacute symptoms over time. Did the symptoms worsen with time? Or did they get exposed to this and then no, immediately have problems or did those problems evolve with time? Just in symptoms, is that a patient's has a small of symptoms but are still not where they want to be. That result is on a plateau and that's why we show them. Not sure, but there might be a hint that some of the symptoms get worse if the patient's just. Could 
have been a worsening of symptoms in some cases, which is very curious to us. Over the days and weeks after exposure, please don't do that. And some patients seem to be just plateaued for months. The good news is when they had a rehab uniformly, they've improved. Some just seem to be hanging in some place that is not acceptable to them. Uh, and then others, like I said, there's some cases where it seems like there's, you know, according to the individual, that the symptoms actually uh, worse over time, which you would never see in persistent concussion. That was the um, podcast from the Journal of American Medicine on the medical findings in United States government personnel reporting symptoms after exposure to sensory phenomena in Havana, Cuba. These were targeted individuals. We, uh, it was found in the United States government put together this um, bioethics commission, and it was to study, you know, uh, non-consensual human experimentation after the finding of uh, the syphilis experiments that were done in another country that were connected to the United States. Guatemala, I believe, Guatemala. And they were conducting these, um, they were deliberately infecting people with syphilis, same as what they did in the Tuskegee experiments in the United States of America, inferring citizens. So whenever you look at the history of what your government would do to you, don't think that they're some, you know, holy angels or whatever. They do whatever it takes. Like I said, um, the 2003 uh, technological roadmap that goes along with the information operation roadmap one section, and they, they were conducting some uh, biological experiments, uh, biological toxins, and they said pick a species, uh, elk, cow, or human. So when they look at humans, we're just disposable to various members because they believe that their positions or their, um, their level of academia uh, is more important than what happens to the human itself, a human being. And so they look at it as, well, you know, we're overpopulated anyway, so what difference does it make if we conduct these experiments and these people die? Well, it makes a difference to the person who's being targeted. It makes a difference to the family and friends that see someone that they care about being, you know, basically tortured to death. It makes a difference to a lot of people because the ramifications of what happens when someone is chosen to be the human guinea pig for the state without their consent, has a ripple effect. So I'm going to put it to you, um, this, I think all of these were in New York, but they actually started in 2000, I believe it was 11. The Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. And that's where I talk about Amy Gutman because she was one of the people who was uh, at the forefront. She was actually head of this bioethics commission, and she is the president of the University of Pennsylvania. So I'm going to start with one. Uh, this was in New York in August 2011. Okay, so we're talking about before, you know, before all of all of this, this diplomats and everything. Here's these victims, and they're explaining what's happening to them. Either demanding investigation by as an American, a law-abiding American citizen, 
choose within their community for targeting and experimentation without their consent. We have dead targets who came forward to all proper authorities at the local, state, and federal level, non-government organizations, lawyer after lawyer and law firm after law firm, begging for their lives, and now they are deceased. That's murder. And thank goodness there's no statute of limitations on murder in the first degree. Obviously, there is uh, deep, deep concern and, and Uh, we really got those. 
This was again, uh, these were done, the Politics Commission was March 2nd, 2011. I did a public comment uh, to the bioethics that came to San Francisco, California, and I did my public comment there, but by the time it got to San Francisco, California, uh, early 2012, uh, they were just any comments that came from any targeted individual.
Um, let me find one more. This was uh, Robert Lebedeer, and I think he broke it down rather eloquently about what was happening. Uh, this one came, this was from the uh, Bioethics Commission that met in New York City, uh, May 18, 2000. Oh, it was posted on May 20th, but it looks like May 18, So you have to understand that this is so this whole concept that it's Russia, it's Cuba, it's all. China, North Korea, it's all a clock of their own government that has done it to their own people. Now, they may hand it on to corporate or academia, but at the end of the day, these weapons belong to the Department of Defense and they know it, and they need to be held criminally accountable for the mass murder of their own fucking citizens. Well, they developed their weapons into fully operational devices. Is law. Not execute law. Good day. So, 
have been seeking for years against these perpetrators. So everything that's happening, you know, they're trying to even a lot of these before. A corporate and academia has been involved at the very beginning. And when you look at the history of human through the um, a trauma-based mind control well, they don't use mind control to use the term behavioral modification. They find that universities uh, and governments work hand-in-glove basically conspire against these people what they were doing. Exactly what happened to those people. Especially those who took funding. I always call it uh, the... It's the have these funds. Uh, basically, in 2014, at the... Um, the... Um, what is it on ...speech to the nation or whatever. Um, talked about the green and not open the door for these people. Oh, and we have this empirical evidence of blah, blah. Well, how do you have empirical evidence if? Empirical evidence. Yes. Yes. It only became known that you were going to brain project in 2014. It takes years to get that kind of evidence. So you just open up that uh, drawer where you just that you conducted and then you pretend like the findings are something new and you people in academia are full of motherfucking shit and I know it. And you know that you pulled it from that drawer of where you got your computational data from at the expense of somebody else's human living life. Fuck you, assholes. So let me repeat what um, one of the... You know, she pretty much encapsulated justice against all those who actively participated, in particular, at state, corporate, and academia levels. Because you took your knowledge, you took your expertise and your positions of power and you bastardized everything and you used human beings as your guinea pig and you destroyed their fucking lives. Most of us targets stay alive because we want to see you guys brought to justice. We're sitting in a goddamn fucking prison where you fucking belong.
read an article that apparently yesterday the Canadian government has decided to pull some of their, their diplomats out of Cuba. Cuba doesn't have this technology. The victims speaking here were not targeted by Cubans or Russians or, or, or the Chinese government or the South Korean government. I mean the North Korean government. They were targeted by their own government. They were targeted by these directed energies, corporate entities that work with these state agencies and or academia who gets funding to help develop them. Those testimonies were people who brought their x-rays, showed the brain damage, begged for their lives, to the Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. And they got a letter saying, don't bother coming back, we're not gonna help you. Obstruction of justice. Like I said, most academia, you can look at the Law and Neuroscience Project and see how many universities across this nation with the Law and Neuroscience Project. That's academia. Judges even involved with all this stuff. That's what a conspiracy looks like, not a conspiracy theory. You know, the phrase that was coined by the Central Intelligence Agency, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. They coined a phrase called conspiracy theory so that the the tinfoil hat people. So that whenever you hear conspiracy theory, you the power of association. That's a form of behavioral modification. So they suggest this and then they associate. So anyone who says something that's outside the norm of the government narrative, yeah, for some of them, like that, believe in aliens and reptilians and all this other nonsense that's being the devil. These are man made technologies. <coughs> and this is the same Talking about injuries to the brain, having cancer, harnessed, their brains being harnessed. They're, they're, they're begging for their lives. Corrupted from justice. Mercy to commit. So there is a Title 18 term. And because in a lot of ways, money's changed hands across state lines. Okay? 
that becomes organized criminal activity under the RICO and Hobbs Act. It's a conspiracy to cover up at the highest levels. Because in some ways, this technology is the last vestige in your Barbara have control of the controls. Have no firewalls to protect ourselves from directed energy. The whole thing was, don't ever call me a fucking name when I'm telling the truth, because I'll prove to you guys that you're the ones who don't know. I want these motherfuckers involved with this stuff executed for treason. And most of the targets who are alive today stay alive because they want to see these motherfuckers executed for fucking treason. 